you know, as a child, I grew up pretty happy, curious, adventurous, like most children, right? And I saw everyone as a potential friend. <laughs> However, two things happened uh, that began to sort of challenge my happy-go-lucky attitude about people and really about life in general. Uh, I lived in, a, in an all-black community. It was a pretty cool middle-class subdivision, and, you know, the community was pretty well established. And what I mean by that is that most families had lived in this area for, for many years. And as a result, us kids, we formed pretty close relationships. See, after all, we <laughs> went to the same schools, shared many of the same classes. We rode the same bus to and from school and would, you know, after we completed our homework in the afternoons, we'd be able to go out daily and just hang out and play, play, play in the street, do whatever we're going to do, right? Now, you know how seemingly ruthless and direct children can be, right? <laughs> I mean, they can be harsh. Uh, no tact, right? Well, in the, about the seventh grade, I went through a growth spurt. I all of a sudden became much taller than all my friends. And as a result, man, my friends would begin to pick on me because I was much taller than they were. They would call me names like String Bean or Frankenstein and, and stuff. And, and another interesting thing that my friends began to make me aware of is that the fact that I was darker than all of them. They began to tease me about being of a much darker skin complexion than any of them were. And, you know, I initially continued to relate to them in the same way as I always did. You know, I'm, I'm eagerly ready to play games, man. Let's hang out. Let's have some fun together. But after a while, they're cruel jokes, and, and they kind of rejected me. Their rejection just made me aware that I just didn't quite fit in. I mean, they stopped including me in their activities. They want to go hang out and go maybe look for Coke bottles. We used to look for Coke bottles and, you know, old bottles, Coca-Cola or something like that that somebody threw out. And we gathered them together out of the woods or wherever we found them and take them to the store. And we get 10 cents per bottle. <laughs> we, we're rolling in the cash now, right? Well, all of a sudden, they would want to go get together and look for Coke bottles, and they wouldn't include me. They wouldn't, they wouldn't even tell me about it. Or if we were going to play some games, maybe we are going to play kickball or basketball or football, I would be the last person that they picked. You know, I just never quite fit in anymore. See, and as a result, I began to dislike myself. If only I wasn't so tall. If only I wasn't so dark. Why couldn't I have been born with lighter skin like like all my friends, like the rest of them. See, I want to point something out here. The people that were picking on me about my darker complexion, they were not white people. These were my black friends from my own neighborhood. Now, of course, I, I experienced a fair degree of racism from whites, just as all of us did. And we had all kind of learned to just cope with that as a given. That's just, that's just a fact of life, okay? But I'm certain that the fact that I was treated harshly regarding my skin complexion by my black friends made it all the more harmful to my self-esteem. Okay, let's fast forward in a number of years, and I became a Christian now. And as I became a Christian, I began to learn about and embrace God's assessment of me. I began to get in the Word and read and see what God said about me. I began to see that I was fearfully and wonderfully made. By God himself. 
I began to understand that the Lord designs each of us in a very specific way. I mean, you know, with very specific features, both inside and outside. And he does this because of a particular purpose that he has in mind, which, he, which he's going to use us in. So I want to say two things really important. I want you to get this, okay? I want you to really hear me what I'm saying here, right? Number one, don't despise your uniqueness. Embrace it. Yeah, you're not like anybody else. You ain't supposed to be like everybody else, okay? Don't despise it anymore. Don't despise your unique... (laughs) Let me slow down. I'm so excited about this here. Don't despise your uniqueness. Embrace it. And the second thing I want to tell you, I heard it before somewhere, but it's so it rings so true. And I want to just give it to you too. never allow someone else's opinion of you to become your reality. I don't care what they say about you, what they say about you. They could be saying it from all kinds of different motives. They might be jealous of you. Then, then that's why they're saying bad things about you. They might be just totally misinformed about you. And that's why they're saying bad things about you. Never allow someone else's opinion of you to become your reality. Okay. Now, see, as I sit here as a missionary to Thailand, And I think back to some of the other places that the Lord has led me to serve in. Guatemala, Honduras, Brazil, Nicaragua, and many other countries. You know, as I'm thinking about this thing, I realize that there has been one thing consistent in each of these experiences. You know what that is? I never have fit in. (laughs) Often, I have stayed in the homes of people that have never been in actual contact with a black person. All that they knew about us is what they had been presented through TV programs and movies. So uh, naturally, they ask questions. They want to touch my skin, my hair, and stuff like that. They laugh at how much taller I am than they are. They comment about how big my feet are (laughs) and how big my teeth are. First time I heard that, like, okay, skill, man, all right, we can go there. But this is what I would say, you know, guess what? I'm cool with all of it. I'm cool with all of it. Whatever they say, whatever they're thinking, I'm cool with it. So, see, through the trauma of my not fitting in as a child, through that period of despising my differences and desperately wanting to fit in with everybody else, to eventually, learn, eventually learning to see myself through God's eyes, I now stand amazed at what God was doing. I'm I'm like truly amazed at what he was doing. See, he both designed me and qualified me to be able to travel the globe in order to share about his love and his truth with people in environments where I just don't fit in. (laughs) I have seen on countless occasions how God has used my not fitting in to actually attract people to me. I mean, of course, they come out of curiosity, but they, they're attracted to me and they have an interest in hearing what I want to share with them. Ain't God amazing? Ain't nobody like him. Ain't he amazing? So now let me ask you, what's your story? What has made you feel that you are different from other people? What have you hated about yourself? Perhaps because others have defined this feature as something negative. 
Are you willing to learn about how God sees you? Hey, talk to me. Talk to me. I want to know what's on your mind. And I want to also help you to embrace your uniqueness. Now, you can leave me a comment or you can email me at 5minuteinspirations at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. See, together we are building community so that we can encourage and inspire one another. Got me? Okay, again, and if you email me, remember it's the number 5minuteinspirations at gmail.com. That's the number 5 minute inspirations and then inspirations is spelled with a z at the end instead of an s i hope that i hear from you i'm looking forward to us working this thing out together okay i thank god and i thank you for this another opportunity to share with you words that encourage and thoughts that inspire god bless you now bye-bye